the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So uh, this morning I'd like to uh, speak on this topic, Christ and his church, the king and his dom. This was uh, kind of a revelation as we were becoming Orthodox. I remember uh, Father Richard saying, along with all the other brothers and sisters, really, saying that it's about Christ and his church. We should always say Christ and his church. Because when we begin to just say Christ, then we begin a bit to kind of get into this place where it's an individual relationship, where our salvation is with Christ and his church. It's not individual, it's corporate. And we'll see that in some of the texts. So, the king and his kingdom. So, I just want to take a couple of the uh, passages and comment on those. The first is seek. They, they, the Jews were seeking to establish their own righteousness. They did not submit to God's righteousness. So remember our, our movement into orthodoxy. Um, I remember Father Jack saying something as we were uh, investigating and looking at all the different aspects of uh, the orthodox theology, liturgy, spirituality, and over most of those, we argued. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't, I don't think we should do all of that. We should do this. And Father Jack said, uh, you know, when we find something the church has always done, let's just do it. And we said, yes! We kept trying to invent a new way. He says, why don't we, you know, I remember that in the line was, uh, you don't change the church. The church changes you. These were kind of movements in our, in our pathway. Rather than to develop our own righteousness and our own path, we submit to the path that's been given to us. It's a very beautiful thing. It allows us in so many ways to just kind of give ourselves to it. And not in this kind of super intellectual evaluation, we just give ourselves to it. Trusting that that's what has been given, has been given to us by God. Christ and his kingdom. We have it. We've been given it. So we see that that truth has been determined and given, and we we walk in it, we participate in it. We begin to, uh, I would say, even even love it. We feast on it. We're comforted by it. We're protected by it. We begin to see the power of it in our life. It's not just an intellectual commitment. It's a spiritual commitment boundary that's put around us so that we can live good and healthy lives. Amen? I need to wake you up every once in a while. So the second is confess with your lips and believe in your heart. Okay, this at times is taken out of context that to become a Christian all you need to do is confess with your lips and believe in your heart. But if we read all of the scripture, we understand that in the totality of the teaching of the church, that that is important. But as well, we need to be baptized. We need to be chrismated. We need to take hold of communion regularly. These things are 
critical to us. When we see the bigger package, it becomes important to us. So it's important that we understand that a verbal confession, and we do it every day, let us commend ourselves and each other in our whole life unto Christ our God. We verbally make that commitment, right? We confess with our lips and we believe in our heart. But we also live in our baptism. We also take Holy Communion. We also come to confession. We also live in this life of the church that is our salvation. So uh, I think it's important to understand this and how important it is for us to understand that the work of salvation is a corporate work. You're here to save me. And I'll tell you, you're doing a really good job of it. (laughs) And I'm here to save you. And you're all here to save each other. It's a corporate effort. It's a beautiful effort. When we begin to see that, we don't don't find ourselves alone. We actually begin to look around and see some people that might need to be encouraged, helped, loved, pat on the back. Whatever it might be, we begin to see this and live in this life together. Together, corporately, we're saved. So just, I would encourage you very much to understand and see that, yes, we, are make, we make an individual commitment, but our salvation is all together. And my encouragement to you in this as well to always be looking at kind of the more. Don't be satisfied with where you are in the corporate body. Always look, what can I do more? Do I have time to do more? Can I stretch myself a little more? Can I move myself a little more? into this corporate work of salvation for myself and for others. So always that sense of always looking out and broadening yourselves. What more can I do? Um, And then this this text is interesting. The demons begged him to send him into a herd of swine. You know, herding swine was illegal in the Jewish community. So... This is why the swine were, well, we'll talk about that later. Demons begged him. Who's in control of the demons? Christ is. And if we get out away from Christ and we think we can live in that world and overcome the severe temptations in this life, away from Christ, in Christ you have won. He's defeated the demons. You won. Game's over. Right? He, they flee him. When we turn to God, they, demons flee. The temptations flee. So we have to understand how important it is to kind of keep ourselves in Christ and fight from that position forward. There's a great line in the spiritual fathers. God's desire to save is far greater than the enemy's desire to destroy. God loves you, wants you to save more than the enemy can ever want you to be destroyed. So we understand how important it is when we begin to see this and the power of Christ against the demonic enemies. In Christ, we have power against the enemies. We can stand up against all temptations in Christ. With him, he strengthens us. He's a foundation. He's, a, he's our deliverer. 
He leads us in this war against the enemy. The demons begged him. He has power over them. So I want to encourage you so much to, to see the importance of turning and always keeping your eyes on Christ. Remember the uh, event, the account of St. Peter when he was walking on water toward Christ? Christ is on the water. He says, jumps out of the boat, starts walking on the water. Why did he sink? He took his eyes off Christ. He looked at the waves. Oh my gosh, the waves. No, our eyes are on Christ. We can walk on water. Now don't go try that and tell them that your priest tells you to do that. But you know what I mean. You can walk on the spiritual side of things. You can stay atop of, of these things. You can raise above the world's confusion. With our eyes on Christ, keep them there. Be a part, let that be a part of your day. Lord, thank you. Lord, help me. Lord, forgive me. Allow that conversation to be ongoing all day long with Christ. So important that when we understand how important that is, that we can uh, keep our eyes on Christ and defeat any temptation. Sins are symptoms. They're symptoms of, not, of taking your eyes off Christ. The, 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 the illness is I took my eyes off of God. The symptom is that I sinned. So what's your goal? What's the, what's the way back? What does repentance mean? Turn away from the sin and back to Christ. Not just away from the sin. Oh, I don't want to do that anymore. 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 Why do I keep doing that? Because you're fighting in that place. You're not turning to Christ. So it's important for us to understand that in Christ we have power over our temptations. And finally, uh, this text, they begged him to leave their neighborhood. I always think that's interesting. Here he is miraculously healing two demoniacs, and because the swine were died, they fell off the cliff, uh, because they were illegally herding swine, he says, we don't want him here anymore. He's taking away our livelihood. He's, inter he's interrupting my life. I remember one of the funny times I was dealing with a young man who's deeply embedded in the church right now, which is beautiful. But, you know, his teenage years, he kind of struggled. And uh, I was meeting with him after he had a pretty serious incident. And he said, you know, Father Nicholas, the worst thing that ever happened to me? I said, what? He says, I was baptized. I said, what do you mean? He says, I can't get away from Christ. Like he keeps getting into me. He keeps getting in my way. It was like, well, he got in his way enough to where he stayed in his way, and now he's solidly in the church. It was a funny moment. The worst thing that ever happened to me, I got baptized. <laughs> Leave my neighborhood. He's not leaving. God's not leaving us. You know, we have to be careful of this. You know, the Christian life, we know that it's hard, it's difficult. This is not easy. 
You know, we have that beautiful line in the Scriptures, the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. Oh, well, that sometimes takes to go through the hard and difficult times to get to there. Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. So we have to walk through difficult things. The Christian life is difficult. We have to sacrifice. We have to struggle. We have to, we have to suffer long. We have to deal with ourselves. Self-denial is a critical piece of our faith. We have to lose our life to find it. We will be persecuted for what we do and what we believe. But God says in all this, rejoice, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. So I think we have to understand that we gain Christ. We do gain this peace, righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit when we can step into our life in the church and with each other and understand the importance of giving ourselves to that, to that where the church is, and as I participate more and more in it and live in that, uh, I find myself in this, 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 uh, how to say, this kind of process of being saved. And I'm confident about that. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I, it's, not, it's not like I'm not going to be saved. No, I'm confident that I'm on the path to salvation. I'm saved in baptism. I'm being saved in the life that I live. And I will be saved. For God is merciful. So we have this beautiful place. So my encouragement today is to uh, love Christ and his kingdom. And see that, that together, that, that that together is our salvation. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.